he was like waxing poetic about how you can go snowboarding and visit the Eiffel Tower and I was like have you done any of that and he's like well no I've been I've mostly been watching porn <laughs> they say home is where the heart is so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless welcome to episode 49 of doubly negative as always I'm Chris here with my friend Kyle Kyle how are you uh, I'm doing pretty good Chris how are you doing I'm doing good um I hope everyone enjoyed our short last week. Yeah, some things we, we can't say. So you got what we could say, and that was that. But that's okay. <laughs> we can't hit on everything. Um, so we didn't really talk about what we were going to talk about today beforehand, so we're, we're spitballing right now. I'm watching the Arsenal game, so you might hear me yell or cheer. So apologies ahead of time. So what's going on, Kyle? I've had a pretty um, significant week, actually. Ooh, do tell. So uh, in a way that we won't have to cut out. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fucking foul? I don't know. I don't know. Where Jesus is the Christ. foul? I don't know. Um, no, no, because Sokka just pushed over, and no call. He's just a kid. He's, he's right, just sorry. he's just a kid. I say that all the time when like there's like a young guy and he gets fouled. Like, he's just a boy. How old is? He? <laughs> I think he's like 20 now, but he's still just. He's a just boy. a kid. I'm he's 30. a lad. I'm 30. I could say, yeah, he's just a young lad. All right, sorry. I'll try to keep that to a minimum. That's all right. Uh, yeah. So TK and I were having uh, a very contentious time for the better part of a week now, and uh, it's. I think it's resolved now. We kind of just talk things out, and uh, I think I think we see eye to eye now. But um, I think uh, I, so. We were having problems, but I think I was also having problems, and I'm still working through them, of course. But uh, did did I talk on the the podcast about how I quarantined for a week because I had COVID? I think you had no. I think we had mentioned it in redacted. Yeah, but um. Obviously, that was redacted. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't been feeling at my... Uh, I, I mean, you're watching football right now, so I'll say I haven't been at top form uh, for a while. Ooh. But uh, I think I got to a, a very low point during quarantine, because I got COVID, and I, uh, I spent seven days quarantine. Um, so I was in my home, not being healthy, not going to the gym, and just doing nothing. And then I was having the problems with Tika... And I reached this pretty low point and I decided like I got to switch something up and I took a solo trip uh, because she was um, she, she was helping her friends out. Uh, so she was away for a couple days and then and then I went away. I just took a I just took a drive and I, I was I wasn't even sure where I was going. There's a lot of different places you can go in Bali. It's not interesting, but um, no, no, I was about to I was about to tell you, please wrap this uh, Snorefest, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But I just decided to go somewhere I never went before, and I just kind of followed the coast to a different beach that I've never been to, about an hour, an hour and change away. And I spent the night there, and it was kind of, I kind of knew it on a gut level that I had to do it, um, because I think everyone can relate that when you're in the same environment all the time, you, you get these routines, and sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're not so good. And regardless, sometimes you want to change. And I knew that if I spent another day 
at my place, I'm going to do the same things I did yesterday. I'm going to lay in my bed and I'm going to watch YouTube. I'm going to play chess on my phone. Maybe I'm going to play PC games. I know what I'm going to do. And it hasn't been fulfilling me. It hasn't been helping me. So, uh, yeah, I decided to take a drive and uh, stay the night somewhere else. And it was really good for me, dude. It was, uh, it was really good. I Just the act of going somewhere else and getting a room, I was like, well, I don't want to stay in this room. I'm very comfortable in my room, but I don't want to stay in this room right now. So, so I went to the beach. I ran on the beach. I uh, went swimming in the pool, started reading a book. Basically, I changed my environment and then was able to change my actions more easily. Uh, kind of reconnected with meditation. And uh, yeah, I, the whole point was to clear my head. And I think I achieved that. So it was pretty good. No. Yeah, that it sounds... Like, it's something you absolutely need to do. It's easy when you're in, you know, that same environment and things aren't going wrong. Like, I almost said wrong. Things aren't going well. Mm. Um, it's to take yourself out of that environment and just be somewhere else and doing things that are good for you. Like, you thrive when you're meditating more. You're reading, you're running, you're doing the exercise. You broke out of those routines that you would have just stayed in at your place. So it sounds like it was very beneficial for you. And now, I mean, have, is this something you've done in the past? Just like pick up and go somewhere you haven't and figure it out? Because this could be a tool for you going forward. Could be. Because it was a pretty rough week. We were in contact. We had conversations. Um, you weren't even talking to you. You were very like down. I could hear it through the text messages. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, in recent memory. I can't remember doing exactly that. Uh, sometimes when I'm feeling really down, I'll just like go to the beach at night. That's kind of something I do sometimes. But it's not enough to break myself out of thought patterns and routines. Um, in, in a similar way, moving has always helped me. Um, moving to different countries and cities, that it's always kind of done that same thing. But that's not always feasible, right? <laughs> it's not feasible right now. No. So. Well, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking. Oh, yeah, but but no, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it could be a tool going forward. And I've I've even had that inkling um, at, at several different times in the last year. Even I kept thinking like I want to go. I want to go to the beach. I want to. I want to camp on the beach. I kept thinking that, and I, I knew it would be good for me. But it's just it's not easy to do. And uh, I, I guess um, I guess like a message to myself and and maybe someone else is like. I think if you have that inkling, just go for it because uh, it'll do something. And what do you what do you have to lose? You you only, you only have a little time. Uh, you're gonna spend that time doing the same thing you're doing anyway. So just yeah, just do it. Yeah, and if, especially if it's something you want to do and haven't done, and it's constantly in your head, you'll either learn okay, maybe I don't like this, or you'll learn oh hey, this is fucking awesome. I'm so glad I did this. And more often than not, it's something you're like, oh, glad I did this. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is um, I know I have less responsibilities than most people. So a lot of people might think like, oh, I can't do that. There's people depending on me and, and blah, blah, blah. And actually, I had a little bit of that too because uh, like I said, Tika and I were having problems. So when I when I told her like, oh, I, just, I just went to this place, I'm, I'm going to this place, um, she didn't really understand either, so I had to explain it. But once I explained that I need to do this for myself, 
if whoever you're talking about, if they're really someone that cares about you and supports you, they're going to understand that. And Tika did understand it. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. If, if that's one of your reservations, it, it reminds me of that old thing about the, if you're going down in an airplane, uh, you got to put the mo- oxygen mask on yourself first. It's, it's, it's pretty true. You, you really got to take care of yourself. And uh, yeah, I think you get my point. Yeah, because when you're in those low spots, you're not having productive conversations. Exactly. Like you said, you you and Tika had a hard week this week. You're not yourself for, I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it, but when you're down in that pit, you're not having productive conversations. You're just digging yourself a hole, potentially. Yes, very insightful, Chris, because that was uh, that was part of it. Yeah. And it it sounds like, you know, you dug yourself out. It's easy to fall in, especially with quarantine and the type of person you are. Um, you're susceptible to fall into these pits. Very. So, it, yeah. So it's a good thing you, you crawled out before it got too deep and it wasn't one of those month-long pits. Yeah, and uh, only time will tell if I'll... Uh keep the momentum rolling but it's um i think so i've got more of a chance than i did before i left yeah for sure and um the most important thing here is you were able to come to some common ground with your loved one yeah i think so because fighting with your significant other especially when it lasts more than a couple of days it's it's a very very stressful time and sometimes you feel like there's no way out yeah man when there's that one lingering thing that just keeps getting brought back up and it's not not resolved yeah man that's right and um part of it was uh i think we both put some serious work into figuring it out and uh i think that's that's a good sign for our future um and and one thing she did was she sought advice from her friends, like, have you had this type of thing? Uh, what, what's, how did you get through it? Blah, blah, blah. And she ended up like researching, there's this YouTube channel, Psych2Go, and she found that there's different types of people. And, and this is, I mean, there's tons of different categories, right? There's the, the Meyer Briggs stuff, like whether you're an INTJ or whatever. And she found that I'm probably an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. that's me too i'm totally an hsp probably 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 there's a video you could watch and uh it's like eight things you know to to check if you are and and anyway she she's doing her best to understand me and then um also love languages do you know about those chris yeah there are some people that like words of affirmation uh service like not service but like action that's exactly right like doing something nice. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't, th- those are the only ones I know. I just took the test tonight, so I think I remember them. Um, so she she's all about physical touch, uh, which is pretty sweet, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, pretty fucking awesome, if you ask me. I'm uh, I'm words of affirmation. Um, I'm a very verbal guy, so yeah, words of affirmation are my number one. And then there's gift giving which was the last one for both of us. Um, I mean, gifts are nice, but that doesn't really, it doesn't really mean too much to me. Then there's acts of service, like you said. And uh, shit, there was one more, I think. 
It's not coming to me. But yeah, anyway, not important. But yeah, anyway, she she uh, so she looked up this stuff, and then you know, not only are we talking through the things that happened, but we're trying to understand each other more, and then hopefully we can um, learn how to communicate. Not just in the ways like I have my own views on how communication should be done. She has her own views. And now it's a way of kind of compromising, but it's also a way of just um, kind of anticipating each other more. Like like now that she understands that I'm so verbal, um, she can just focus more on that. And same with physical, you know, it's uh, pretty self-explanatory, but it's good stuff. Yeah, and it's very important to want to come to that understanding for your partner. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They're just like, this is the way I am. Exactly. This girl's trying to change me. It's like, no. Wanting to learn and understand your partner is very, very important. And it's something, you know, Michelle and I, it's not something you learn and you just know forever because we're ever changing. So you have to continue to learn and you know, do things to support your partner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the friend she talked to is kind of a mutual friend, I'd say. Yeah, it's a mutual friend, but it's her friend first. He also had some very specific advice, which I thought was kind of interesting. So one thing we were dealing with was, and you and I have talked about this too, when you're having sensitive conversations in text, it's usually just, it's just not a good idea to have sensitive conversations in text. No. But sometimes it can't really be avoided because you didn't know it was sensitive at first and then it becomes sensitive, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was happening with us and we understood that, but I don't think we went about it in the correct way because we would just tell each other, stop talking about this. And... Yeah. The mutual friend said, well, actually, this is what me and my partner do. He said, they'll pick a funny word and they'll, they'll use that as a, as a replacement for stop. Like, for example, if, if you and I are having a conversation, it's getting heated and I can tell like we might be better off having this conversation in purpose, I'll say the word banana or something like that. And it's just a, it's, yeah, I like yeah, that. It's just more gentle and uh, it's kind of like a code between you two and uh, so, so that's just, this one piece of practical advice that I, that I think that will probably help us. Yeah. I mean that it sounds great, but there are times where depending on how heated the conversation is, you slip in banana and all of a sudden you get back. No, fuck that. We need to talk yeah, about this now. I was, I was saying that to her too. I'm like, are you sure that's not going to end up being, you know, because it still means the same thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a nice way to say, stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Hey. <laughs> only only yeah, time will tell like, on that one. You just throw in fudge psychology. Fuck that. No, we're talking about Nobody this. <laughs> no, no, fuck you and your banana. <laughs> this needs to be spoken about now. Yeah. No, but it is something like, you know, put the banana back on the shelf. I'm not fucking hungry. Let's go. Yeah. But, you know, you come to that understanding. Um. So... You were talking about, you know, your tumultuous week with the uh, Tika. Do you think after all this, a positive has come from it? Because I always feel like after, you know, hard times and hard conversations, um, you do come to a much better understanding of the person one way or another and um, almost feel stronger as a couple after it. I hope so, yeah. 
Yeah, I hope so. Like, I, I guess, I guess one way of phrasing this, the same question would be, if you could go back in time and just stop it from happening or have it happen and then grow from it, which would you choose? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure about that one. I might say I'd rather not go through it. <laughs> but, yeah, just because <laughs> it is really tough at the moment. And the ref better fucking call a handball here because it clearly hit the, the defender's hand. Clearly. And it wasn't in a natural position. Clearly. Did he call it? You should put the... Uh, they're doing the VR checks right now, but... Hold on. Do your fucking job. Oh, he's calling him over. I don't know. We'll move on, but I'll let you know if they called the handball. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Um, to, to, to kind of directly answer it, I'm not. I'm not sure. I posed a different question, but uh, I'm not sure about that. But, but I, I do think there have been some positives that come out of it. So, yeah. And and that is, uh, yeah. If you're trying to be a more positive person, no matter what happens, no matter how negative it seems, you should always try to find a positive. So, so yeah. I, I th- yeah. And I so. It's still fresh, the argument with you guys. So, obviously, right now, you're like, I would much rather not go through all that. But um, I think give it some time and you'll be happy that you did. It might not be now, but it could be the next time you have some, you know, turbulence. And it's dealt with much quicker and in a healthier way. So, I think you, you might, in the end, be happy you went through it now. Yeah, that that might be right. And also, I was just thinking, too, like, again, let's go back to the hypothetical and say it never happened. Well, it's probably going to happen anyway. Uh, yeah, a conversation like that would have came yeah, up. Yeah, so... This is an important learning experience for both of you. Even if it didn't happen then, it, it was going to... And we did cover some important things that needed to be covered because they are things that come up. Um, so yeah, yeah, hopefully we learn from those and, uh, and and like you said, if it, if, or when they happen again, it's like, uh, well, it's been covered. So yeah. And you guys may not have been handling it in the most constructive way before, but look how you ended it. You're looking up love languages and taking tests and learning about each other. And it's, that's not even about what the original fight was about. So I think in the end, you guys were both like, listen, I love you. You love me. I want to do this. So let's figure it out. And you're doing all these extra steps to be better at figuring shit out together. So you you grew even in the, that week as a couple. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how about you? What's been going on? Um, They didn't call the handball, so I'm upset. Um. But everything's been going well. We celebrated Valentine's Day last night. Was the handball intentional? Um, It wasn't intentional, but his arm wasn't in a natural position. He slid to block a shot, and he blocked it with his fucking elbow. In the boxer? I'm no referee. In the box. It's tough. See, it's it's tough to call that. That's that's one of those 50-50 ones. I'm not a referee, uh, and I'm very, very biased. So if you're going to ask me, handball. Speaking of referee, I've been thinking I would love to just become a ref and start ref in soccer games. I think it would be funny. I'd be handing out cards like fucking candy, dude. I'm sure you would. And Because uh, I'm one of those HSPs, dude. Someone gives me shit. I'll, I'll send you off, dude. You're not talk, talking to me like that. Well, yeah, you were telling me about being an umpire before. And uh, if yeah. that mean streak continues, you're going to have kids crying all over the place. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I was um a shitty umpire, but I didn't take crap from the parents. I screamed at a parent once. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm 12 years old trying my best and you're yelling at me like what the fuck's your problem? Yeah, grow up. Yeah. Um but back to the topic at hand here. Have a nice Valentine's Day. Um went got some sushi. Uh had a little wine. You know, did the Valentine's Day dance. And uh it was good. It's good having uh, that time where you're just alone with each other and, you know, having conversations. Um so I've talked about it a few times, but in our in the past um before we had our issues earlier, I had a lot more friends, right? <laughs> so I don't have a lot of friends anymore. Um and that's okay. Um it helped me really prioritize my relationship with my wife. And there's a second handball that's not called. Unbelievable. Oh my god. No, I'm sorry. I it's fucking annoying, dude. Cuz we're not going to score. We Half suck. time in a couple minutes, right? Yeah, three minutes. Um, but it, it's helped me prioritize, you know, my family and relationship, and uh, it's been fantastic. Our relationship is one million times better than it was before we had our issues before, right? When we had our little uh, separation there, and it's been amazing. Um, one thing I wanted to note earlier while you were talking is, you know, having these fights that go on. For a significant amount of time. We have a policy where we do not go to bed until this is resolved. Like, we're not going to go to bed mad at each other. We're going to come to some agreement. If the conversation needs to be continued, we will continue it. But we're not going to bed with a fuck you mentality at all. Yeah, I think that's a lot more feasible when you're living together. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um... So, definitely tougher when uh, you're not living together, but when you have to sleep next to the person, you want to make sure she's not going to stab you when you're sleeping. Do you ever do that fake thing, though, where you you pretend it's okay, but it's not really okay? In the past, yeah, but um, it, that was never productive. Right. We are so much more just open, like, let's cut out the bullshit, like, we're married. Let's not fucking just say it for the sake of saying it you have to understand where i'm coming from you she has to wait sorry i just put myself in a pretzel we have to understand where each other are coming i got you yeah so in the past yes but that is not productive and i'm sure if you've done it you've known it's not been productive no it's not wait where you pretend it's okay no it's not it always comes back up and why did you say you were fine with it before? And now all of a sudden you're not again. It just leads to more problems. You need to have those open lines of communication. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I was talking about in the uh, singly negatives that I I put up um, about, about the same topic, like conflict resolution. And uh, a point I was trying to make is, I mean, it's very obvious. Everybody knows this, but... Uh, a lot of a lot of times the conflicts just grow 
because there's those small things that add up and, uh, you know, maybe you partially resolve it or maybe you pretend it's okay or maybe you just haven't, you know, you're, you're, you're going to resolve it later, but then that bleeds into the next one and uh, that's not good for anybody. Conflict is like a plant, right? It's going to keep growing until, you know, something happens oh, to it. Wow. That's probably a terrible analogy nice. because obviously it's gro- But when you have a plant, you want it to grow. You Let's don't say want a weed. <laughs> Yeah, when you have that weed, you're like, all right, so that's fine. But not the good weed. You can't really see it that much. Yeah, no, no, the bad yeah. weed. So you don't want it to keep growing. You got to nip it in the butt. Is it butt? It's nip it in the bud, Yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah, because that's another plant reference. Nip it in the bud. Yeah. I like butt better, though. I've, I've said butt my whole life, and I'm not going to change now. I think you should. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um... Yeah, don't don't let it linger. And it's like I've been with Michelle for like seven years now. You're gonna go through this stuff. You have been you you and Tika have been together for how long? Uh less than a year, but I think like eight months. Yeah, like going on nine months. Yeah, this is all part of the process. Um, some people don't like that process, and that's why you see habitual relationship jumpers. Because they think, oh, this isn't working. We clearly don't, we clearly don't mesh. And I'm sure in some cases, you know, those people are right. They don't mesh with that person. But um, this is all part of the process of growing, uh, trusting, and healthy relationship. I think that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's something you got to decide, and you got to decide with a cool head because. Some people do that, and then some people do the opposite, too. Some people just stay in something, even when they shouldn't. Um, yep. But uh, I, I think it takes some experience, some wisdom, and uh, a, lot, a lot of self-awareness of what you want and what you're getting to decide uh, if it is worth it. And I guess if you see, if you see light coming... Um, like for example, I uh, I had a, a previous one where the same things kept happening over and over, and and we would we would work through it, and we would say, okay, we're we're gonna do better, and then and then it just happened again, exactly the same. And I, I could only come to the conclusion that it's just, no, it's not gonna work. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it it's just as important as fighting through the because you hear about the honeymoon phase all the time like, oh, honeymoon phase is over it's like it's not really a honeymoon phase you've just gotten to the part where you start learning how to be with each other on a more serious level right and, and if and if it, if there is something there even even worth growing because uh, they, they, I mean most of the time there probably isn't yeah I mean there's a lot of shit out there. Yeah. A lot of shitheads. Yeah. You got to weed your way through the shit to find, you know. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going into dangerous territory here with sharing, but uh, I, I don't think I am because it's both of us. But I, I, we've both had those periods where we wonder, um, is this worth it or not? And And actually, I think that probably is a net positive in the end because it shows that we both determined on some level that it is worth it. Um, Yeah, because you're still there. Whereas if you never ask yourself that question, 
well, there could be one of thing, one of two things going on there. Uh, maybe maybe you're not even uh, aware enough to think about it, or maybe you're just uh, not picky enough. Maybe you'll just take anything you can get. Um, but it, but and that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's really dangerous. So um, so yeah, I think uh, it is. Um, I was gonna say. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna ramble on. Yeah, please. <laughs> I just keep going because. I was good. Yeah. Uh, 49 episodes. We're still figuring it out. <laughs> um, you always hear about those people that, you know, stay in those toxic, unhealthy relationships and for like years. Yeah. Knowing like, like they go back to those repeat offenders, the cheaters, the abusers, the emotional and physical abusers. Right. And they don't get out of it until afterwards. And that's so dangerous. It's just mental warfare on yourself for an extended period of time. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I, I was in something like that. Not for years, but uh, for longer than I should have been. Yeah, like long enough. And um, that's, a, that's a... It's tough to see, too, in the moment sometimes. So uh, no one's blaming these people. Um, no. That's where the manipulation comes in. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but, um, I guess you've got two things that are telling you what's going on. You've got your emotions and you've got your logic. And when I was in that situation, my emotions were kind of all over the place. Emotions are a lot louder than logic. Absolutely. I think that's true. And, um, even though my emotions were usually negative in the relationship sometimes they were just so strong it was just such a desire that they completely overrode my logic and my logic was just telling me run 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 and um you know as you mentioned i think some people in those situations they're maybe they they don't have that logic or, or they haven't come to that conclusion yet but i think a lot of times people probably do know but they're dealing with that same thing that I'm talking about where that uh, there's some some part of that emotion is just like you can't you can't leave because you'll die or something like that. It's like, yeah. And do you think that trait is more common with people who are naturally codependent? Yeah. Yeah, I do. do you, would you say you're codependent? Like, I'll say there's uh, there's definitely part of that built into me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I don't like being alone. Yeah, and that was, um, I think I probably mentioned on this podcast, but that book I read that had a really big impact on me, uh, The Human Magnet Syndrome. And it was talking about how uh, everybody's on one side or the other. Basically, one side is codependency. The other side is narcissism. And codependents and narcissists are naturally drawn to each other. And when you guys are on the opposite end of that spectrum, the magnetism is so strong and that's the emotion i'm talking about that it really just overrides your logic so even if you're dealing with abuse on a daily basis you know physical or mental that uh that magnetism is so strong and you just feel like i, I just can't leave this person and uh then of course there's the manipulation and stuff that goes into it so it's uh it's a really ugly thing gaslighting extraordinaire um do you think well, in this book, does he or the author 
talk about why they're so attracted to each other? Is that I'm curious about that. Yes. Maybe we can draw our own theories here. So let let me ask you this. Is it because being a codependent person, we look for someone who has that like driven mindset of it's going to be like, we're good. I, I can handle this. Like the, the confidence almost. Yes. Uh, yes. That that was a very, I just summarized the whole fucking book. So if you're thinking about buying it, <laughs> listener, don't. <laughs> no, that, that is a, that is an aspect of it. So the, um, I think the main thesis that he's working with, I forget the guy's name. Um, it's that if you're on the codependent side, you are naturally inclined to put other people before yourself. Whereas if you're on the narcissism side, you are naturally inclined to put yourself before others. So there's this kind of dance, he describes it as, where, and, and everybody's at different levels too. You could, be a, you could be a slight codependent and then you're going to be attracted to a slight narcissist. And if you're an extreme codependent, you're going to be attracted to an extreme narcissist. The, 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 the closer or the, uh, the more mirrored you are, the stronger the attraction is going to be. But anyway, the extreme codependent just wants to serve other people at the expense of themselves. And the extreme narcissist just wants people to serve them. So that it, it's, it's not healthy, but in the context of a relationship, it makes you both feel very good on some level. Yeah. And resentment is going to grow on the codependent side and disrespect is going to grow on the narcissist side. But on a day-to-day basis, the narcissist just wants you to take care of uh, you to take care of me, and the codependent just wants to take care of the narcissist. So uh, it's yeah, it's it just naturally kind of works. And, and one thing I found really interesting that he describes in the book is like, if you're an extreme codependent and you meet someone who's healthy, you're probably just not going to be attracted to them because they can take care of themselves and they don't want you to get them that glass of water all the time and, and clean the house all the time and do everything. And, and you want to do that stuff. So when you meet somebody that wants you to take care of them, uh, it just, it just feels good. So that, that's, that, that's the main thing. I think it's important to note that it's not a bad thing. If like you said, you're serving your purpose or you feel like, you're serving the purpose you want to serve. You want to take care of someone. You want someone to take care of you. It's not a bad thing all the time. It's actually a good thing. Because, I mean, us as humans, that's what we want to do, depending on which side of that spectrum you fall on. You're not fulfilled unless, you know, that's part of your daily routine. So it's not always a bad thing. I know we kind of started shedding like a negative light on it. And I feel like the the narcissism tag just sounds dirty on anybody, right? Being called a narcissist isn't a good thing. right? So I think it's important to note that it's not always a bad thing. Well, yeah, and and I I guess what I would say to that is like it it really depends on how extreme it is because the, the book defines like a healthy person as somebody that can meet the needs of their partner and can also have their needs met. So you can receive love and you can give love. Um, If you're on the extreme end, then it kind of is a bad thing because... Oh, yeah. I think the extreme end of anything is a bad thing. Yeah, just kind of by definition. 
Yeah, so the book is definitely yeah. encouraging you to come more into the middle. Um, but yeah, of course, no, uh, pr- probably very few people are exactly in the middle, and, and yeah, that's okay. But um, I mean, if you if you're even reading the book in the first place, it's probably because you need some help. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For those people who need help, what was the title of the book again? Human Magnet Syndrome. I highly recommend it. Fantastic. So, if you want to read the book, this is a free ad. I'm not getting paid for this one. Yep. Um, fuck, dude. I was going to spew out the, the company that we had ads for, but I forgot the name of it. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, bullshit Supplements for Idiots. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. We need to start pumping that up. Yeah. More. So Jake can throw some bleeps in here. <laughs> just bleep everything I just oh, said. Man. Yeah, it's all redacted. Redacted part two. It's another 16-minute episode. <laughs> oh, God. I got to look up the name of that company now because I'm curious. I forgot. I haven't checked our email in a while. I wonder if they've been like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Did you guys you have not much on sales? Yeah. Almost zero or probably zero, huh? People don't even know the name of the company, I think. That's it. I didn't even have to look up the the name. So... Use code Dumbly at checkout. All right. So um, I think in an episode that <laughs> we did beginning of the year, I think some of it had to get cut out for some reason. I don't remember. But we were like, we're going to get the YouTube started. We're going to start video. Dude. And here we are. A month in. <laughs> we were fucking juiced up. Well. We were juiced up. Like, we're going to take this somewhere. And I thought about it the other day. We didn't. We didn't uh, start with the video. No, we didn't. Is that something you want to do? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like what we're doing. I like, I like what we're doing. You know, if we ever want to take, take it to YouTube, I mean, it's just a lot more work, you know? We got to start worrying about algorithms. We're going to be on TikTok dancing and YouTube and pouring ourselves out there are some times where i think yes let's do it and there are other times where i don't really want to sell my soul to the algorithm well yeah i guess um i guess it's not for optimal results you got to sell your soul to the algorithm but you could also do the exact opposite and just throw it up there and then probably you want to do something in the middle you want to you know you do the right tags and shit but because um, it's funny. Uh, I watch I watch some videos with clickbait titles, and the comments are always like, "What the fuck is this title?" Right. So, yeah. I, I don't want that. I hate it. I don't want that. The funniest one. Uh, I have for, a friend uh, who does clickbait. Yeah, yeah. What is it? And he'll post like something on his story, and I'll just message him clickbait. That's it. <laughs> That's clickbait. Is it for uh, he's a very smart podcast guy podcast or something or what is it's it? It's for a yeah for a podcast and a YouTube channel. He's a good guy. He puts out good content. Very useful financial information. Uh, Potato finance. So go listen to him. But he he knowing he's aware what he's doing. Yeah. And you know you got to do what you got to do. I, but great guy. Go listen to his show. It's especially funny when it's not really necessary. Like um, I, I love watching chess videos. And there, there's yeah. this chess. You will not believe. Exactly. 
Yeah, there's yeah. this chess channel called Chess 24, and they post these short clips, and it's like, Magnus Carlsen completely disrespects Anish Giri. And then the video is just like, Anish Giri makes a move, and Magnus Carlsen subtly shakes his head. And that's the whole video. And, and the comments are just filled with people like, what the fuck is this shit? But the funny thing is, a lot of them click the video because of that title. And they're going to they're gonna click the next video with that title, too. So it... <sighs> It does work. It's so effective. It works. Yeah. Okay, so let's think of a clickbait title for this episode. What if the end of doubly negative as we know it? There you go. Yeah, it's not even... So we need to have like some sort of... Yeah. We got to throw in something that will indicate this is over. It's perfect. Well, this is... Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect because so, uh, it's uh, it's not even remotely true. But it's interesting, so that's perfect. Yeah, and in the description, well, they had a good run. Um, but something was said at the end where they just decided to go separate ways. It's not good. Something. Jake's really good at this. He'll he'll figure he'll figure something out. Yeah, he does have a good mind for that stuff, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he's a fucking pro. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um. Yeah. Literally a pro. We have a pro on our team. Mm -hmm. One pro. And then two guys that talk about their feelings. Um, so, we're coming up on our birthday. That's right. About a month left. Yep. And we're coming up on our 50th episode. Mm -hmm. so, so, we're planning not one, but two drunk podcasts. Um, I feel like maybe we should do it. On a Saturday night, we'll do the recording. All right. Or a Friday okay. night. We'll have to check with Jake because Jake is going to be joining us for at least one, hopefully two. But it's going to be fun. I think we should. We're going to do we shots. Prepare We're going to reminisce. A little something for that. That's what I was thinking too. Like, what if we had like uh, all of our guests who have been on pop in for a little? I don't know. That might be too much. That might be a little messy. Yeah, that'd be too messy. I like the idea, but it's messy, that. yeah. It sound, sounded good. If we were recording off of Zoom, maybe that would be uh, more feasible, but we're not. Because we're pros. We use Audacity. No big deal. We're pros. That's what they say, anyway. Yeah. So, um, we should think of something to plan. Yeah, just a little something. So we're not like, uh, we don't just come online. Well, maybe that maybe that's funny, actually. If you just come on and you start drinking. I, I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that for one of the, the episodes. The 50th and the then the birthday. Birthday should be like a, almost like a review of our progress so far as a podcast and as people. Oh, maybe we could each... How about this? Maybe we each um, do our own little review and then we come prepared with like our top five favorite moments or something like that. We could do that. We could do that. I like that. Yeah. All right. So we can think more about that off of the air. Um, side note, just because the game just came back on, uh, one of Arsenal's players had terrible balding and he you know shaved it all off and got hair plugs and they look so good really and i want to get them i i'll find a before and after for you but this guy rob holding rob his hair was 
Rob Holding. He's an Englishman. He just he didn't like announce, "Oh, I'm getting hair plugs," but it was very obvious, and he wasn't trying to hide it. It's, it's a tough thing to hide when you go completely bald and you have marks all over your head. I think I see it. I, I think I, I I get some pictures of him, and I see the uh, what do you call that? You call that the horseshoe pattern in the before, and now he's got a he's yeah. got a rather healthy scalp. It seems. Oh, it's beautiful, and I, I want I want to get it done, and I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, I didn't get hair plugs. This is just my hair. What are people? What, what's up with that? People that refuse to acknowledge or admit that they got hair plugs. There's nothing wrong with that. I can understand it. It just shows that you're not totally secure and happy with yourself as you are, and especially as a man, like sometimes you can feel like you're supposed to just be totally okay and own yourself. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck that yeah. I don't give a fuck if if it's in the budget I'm getting it well in a way that's uh, just saying. in a way what you're expressing right there is very confident in securing yourself you're just secure in what you want and you're not ashamed about what you want so yeah that's cool yeah I, I, I like having hair I don't think I'm at the point now where I need it but the, I mean the hairline's not the best but I'm okay right now I had a good run I'm in my 30s i'm 30 you know a lot of people don't make it this far with hair hey i got a, I got a little insecurity there too actually and i'm not even sure if it's warranted or not because that is uh sometimes i kind of wish i had short hair again but i'm a little bit worried yeah. that it'll show that my hairline's gone and i and i have any do you ever have an insecurity like that and you don't even want to study it you just want to like live in ignorance because I, I I'm 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 worried about it, but I'm not even sure if it's true. So I haven't really studied my own hairline in the mirror. It's just something I think about rarely. Do you want to take a picture and then send it to no. me? You don't even have to look. Just pull the hair back. I'll send you mine too. Oh man, it sucks. You know, why can't I just have a full head of hair? Maybe now I'm going back. Maybe I'm not as secure. Go! Let's go! 1 0. Emil Smith Rowe, baby. He's just a boy. Who are they playing? Uh, Brentford. Uh, I believe Man United had a draw with them, or did they beat them recently? I don't know. Brentford, the first game of the season, they beat us. We had a bunch of people out with injuries and COVID, and I was like. This is going to be a long season, and we didn't win for like the first month. We weren't very good. Are, are they uh, newly promoted? Yes. Brentford Bees, I think? Oh, ESR. He is the fucking man. Here's a, I have a question for you. Sure. I, I'm a big uh, Arsenal jersey guy. I like getting jerseys. Am I too old to have a name on the back of my jersey? Well, I'm sure you're probably thinking of the Crystalia bit. Oh, he did say that, and it, I wanted to ask you the, the question. Yeah, he did say that. That's why it's in my head. Um, yeah, you know the bit, right? Am I? Am I? He did it on uh, King and the Sting recently. I'm pretty sure. Do you remember the bit? Because he's been hanging with those guys. No. He said, um, "Yeah, he looks down on it, and he says if you have another man's name on your apparel, then that guy is allowed. You, you have to suck that guy's dick." <laughs> oh, he said that he can fuck you. He can fuck you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you're yeah. basically being a cuckold to that guy. Like, you're promoting that guy walking around. Um, 
to be honest with you, I see his point. Uh, I do too. Yeah. I'm not sure but, if I would do know, it anymore. Uh, I used to be a big Jersey guy too. I'm not sure if I would do it anymore. But but if you like it, fuck it. You can go no name on the back, obviously. That's fine. But, you know, I got a jersey a couple years ago that had a name on it. And, uh, I mean, whatever. Whatever. But now I'm 30. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. This kid's like 18. And I'm like, yeah, I got his name. It's kind of creepy in a way, too. The, the problem with having no name is that's not really authentic because they don't. They don't make those. Well, they make them, of course, but that's not. It's not how it works. So, yeah, you want to? I'm not going to get my fucking name. If you get your name on the back, oh, uh, didn't Sudo do that? Cornball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. You can't he's do li- that. He's a listener. I'm pretty sure he's a well, listener. I, we'll, we'll see. He knows anyway. He right? says he does. He, he knows that's stupid, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He he's doing a podcast now. Yeah. Well, he was, uh, I know he was yeah. doing a big Twitch thing. He was doing pretty well. That's part of uh, the podcast. He does it like on Twitch with someone else. I'll have yeah. to give that a listen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I join his streams a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah. Great guy. No. Oh, have you been doing your Wordles? Ooh. Are you anti-Wordle? Wordle. Wordle's taking over the internet. What the fuck is Wordle? Well, do yourself a favor. Go to the website. Every single day, you have six tries to guess what the five-letter word is. So you'll guess a word, and say you put beach, right? It's incorrect, but you have a correct letter of that word. Now, if the correct letter of that word is in the correct spot, it'll be green. If it's a letter in the word, but it's not in the right spot, it'll be yellow. Uh, and you get six tries, and they do one a day. I see. So this is like a... It seems to me that Wheel of Fortune strategy applies here, where you want to pick the, the, the most common letters, and you want to put them in the, in the most high-value spots. Does that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's pretty fun. I do it. I haven't done mine yet today. Um... But that's the new craze on the internet, and everyone loves it. And of course, everyone, uh, now that the New York Times owns it, they're tracking you. They're tracking you more than you know. It's like, dude, they've been buying and selling our data every single web page we go on, everything we sign up for. All of our data is bought and sold. Well, have you so, heard about that, uh, that Facebook deal where they paid $500 billion to migrate to the metaverse? Yeah. Yeah, their stock is crashing, by the way, big time. Do you, uh, I'm I'm really not up to date on it. I just read some comments, and some people were saying that it's a that's an effort to save themselves because now Google and uh, Google and Apple have all the data, not Facebook. I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but but yeah, you're right. It's something about I'm not entirely It's something sure. about Facebook trying to save themselves. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have the Oculus, which is a product from the company Meta, which is Facebook. Mm. Um, That's the VR. So I'm ready for the metaverse. And here's a crazy article. McDonald's bought a copyright or something so they can open up the very first virtual restaurant. I saw that. And the way it's going to work is you can go in the restaurant and order food and then it will be delivered to you in real life. I don't really see the point. 
No. Um, I think we're getting to a society where um, we're never going to leave our house again. So that's the point. Let's right? put the tinfoil hat on. That's They were testing out with lockdown. I, I think that makes a ton of sense, dude. Tinfoil hat. So would the idea there be that people prefer the online world? So somehow going to this online McDonald's is actually going to be like you're going to be so addicted to the metaverse that it's better than just using your phone to order on whatever the fuck it is. Um, go food or whatever you have. That. Go food. Is that what it's called over there? Yeah, we have uh Gojek is our, is our Uber, but it includes uh, food and all stuff. So, so we use go food to order food. I don't know what you guys have. Uber eats. Uber eats is one. Yep. Um, there's a few now, but I'm thinking maybe, right, when you watch The Social Dilemma, the more time you spend on Facebook, the more money they're making. Yes. The more time we're spending in this virtual world, the more money these companies are making. Right. So, so if we have to leave our house, we're not spending time in that virtual world. Right. So, so they're making the metaverse as stimulating and as addictive as possible. They don't want you to take off that VR. Yes. Wow. And I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I got one. Steve is too. I was talking to him. He loves it. Dude, it's so fun. Has he watched the ver- the VR porn yet? That's that's what I was about to say because he was uh, he was like waxing poetic about how you can go snowboarding and visit the Eiffel Tower, and I was like, "Have you done any of that?" And he's like, "Well, no, I've been I've mostly been watching porn." <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> All these possibilities, but you just have tits in your face. Yeah, I didn't use it to, uh, you know relieve myself but i was curious so michelle and i checked it out we put it on i was like yeah check this out and she's like i have a dick this is weird <laughs> i'm like yeah it is weird how is um, it but i didn't watch it enough to Probably, really... let's be honest well maybe I'll... no i swear to god maybe i'll do some research you haven't had like a after. few minutes by yourself and been curious come on you're talking to me here no no <laughs> yeah and everyone who listens to <laughs> yeah. the show um no i really haven't but I will. I'll report back. I mean, clearly Steve loves it. I'm going to need that report because uh, I don't have access to that right now. But uh, let, let's say I bought one. I'm not going to the Eiffel Tower. I'm checking out some tits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why the fuck not? All right. Fuck the Eiffel Tower. There's boobs. A lot of them from what I've heard. What? A... Yeah. See, I didn't really look, look too deep into it. But... um. Done, but I've been. Uh, they have there's a poker game on there that I just downloaded that was free. Oh, and I think if Steve has it, me and him can play together. Isn't it just like uh, it's free? Is it is it clunky at all? Like, does it does it feel good in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, I enjoy it a lot. It's it's it pretty mind blowing. Like the first time you put put it on. Like, holy shit. And there was this one, because they have all these, like, VR videos you can watch. Like, they have, like, a Jurassic Park one where you're with dinosaurs. Um, There was one where, like, you're in a space station. And some of them are more cartoony than others, which is fine. It's still, like, a fun 
cool thing. But I was on like some platform and then it started going down as, like um it just simulated like you were going down like this elevator type thing. And I genuinely felt like I was gonna fall over because and like I was moving down. It it was mm, it's just crazy. Wow. And um I did see an article, I'm not sure how much validity it has, where it says um the Oculus is helping people like face their fears and you know kind of get used to being around those things that you're terrified of that makes a lot of sense if you're terrified of spiders and you can't encounter one in real life you you might be able to encounter it in virtual reality that makes sense but that's a tough way to throw yourself in the fire because me i'm terrified of snakes and i'm playing uh resident evil 4 they remade it for the oculus yep um so it's like a you know virtual reality um resident evil 4 and it's awesome because you know you physically have to reload your gun like you have to take the magazine out put it in cock the gun do all that jazz um but in the game there's uh boxes that you can break with a knife to get um like loot out of whether it's health ammo whatever and i didn't know eventually that snakes came into it so i opened one of the crates fucking snake in there and then it jumped at me I was screaming in my house. I was by myself. But I just started like yelling because I was like, holy fucking shit. Like it scared the it scared the shit out of me. Damn. Well, next time you visit, do you have any plans to visit anytime soon? Or is that, you know, maybe a couple years down the line? Not a couple years, but also not six months. I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself a new visa very shortly and that, that's gonna give me another six months, so uh, maybe after one. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, we'll watch VR porn together. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a second pair of goggles and we can sit in the room and uh, you use my hand, I use your Jesus. hand. And it feels like the real thing. Jesus Christ. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going off the rails. Let's uh, wrap this yep. up. I have to poop yep. and I've had to since before we started recording. So um, thank you for listening. If we're doing the drunk episode for 50, that'll be the very next time we record. Yes, stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned. It could get wild. It could get redacted. Mm -hmm. Um, Clickbait, title, Jake, just a little note at the end. The end of doubly negative as we know it. And then they'll understand. They'll be listening, waiting, like, oh, no, they're breaking up. And then they'll get to the part where we talk about clickbait. But there we go. Uh, Any closing words, Kyle? No. Just want to express my appreciation for you as a friend and a colleague, Chris. Friend and colleague. I appreciate you, too. I love you very much. I love you, too, Chris. Bye. This is life being bound to love.